Hello and welcome to our latest episode of the Your Plate podcast. I'm Maya, one of your hosts. I'm Artie. And today we're going to round off our little extravaganza on mindfulness and meditation by talking about mindful eating. So this is something that we talked a little bit about last episode, but we wanted to elaborate a bit further because there's some really interesting research and this does come a lot, come up a lot with clients. Before we do that, uh, Arthi, have you had any good mindful eating experiences recently? Yeah, I think my last mindful eating experience was probably while I was sat in the car and I was having my lovely porridge with uh, my porridge oats, flax seeds, hemp seeds, showing off a bit here, <laughs> frozen blueberries and nuts um, in my thermos flask. Uh, so because I, I often if I'm out and about like I, like I have been, um, I will carry my breakfast with me because I don't have time in the morning because mm. we have to leave at 730. So I often will have my breakfast at nine o'clock and it was really nice. I was sat in the car. It was really calm. And there were no kids around. That. There were no children around. Exactly. That's that's always a positive thing <laughs> when I'm trying to eat a meal in peace. Because often if there are children around, it's noisy and there's there's lots of distractions. So yes, that was a that was a nice mindful eating experience. And yourself, Maya, any uh, mindful yeah, eating? And that was literally this morning, was that it? That was this morning, yeah. Yes. Okay, lovely. So you've had a very recent mindful eating experience. So mine was yesterday lunch. So I was working at home and I had some asparagus to use up and I steamed asparagus and baby snap peas to literally that perfect green they were like this limey green they were so just right like a bit crunchy grass green grass yeah. green and we had some, oh, yeah they were grass green yes. <laughs> and then I had some sourdough that I needed to use up some hummus and then I did something with the quinoa oh yeah quinoa and then also uh spinach because I had like a bag of spinach and my usual pre-prepped um, garlic so I kind of bogged up those and then had my hummus and had this amazing asparagus with the sourdough and no, not a, not a child in sight, and I had a really good mindful meal. Sounds very gourmet. Yeah, impressed. I was very impressed. Very impressed delicious. <laughs> very nice. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was awesome. Um, so yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about more about mindful eating today. Arti last time started the topic, um, explaining you know some of the benefits of mindful eating, but we just wanted to explain a little bit more about what actually goes on with mindful eating, and then of course think about some practical elements and some things that have worked with clients um, who are forgetting perhaps to be mindful or struggling with that concept and, and what, what's been a good way of getting that process going. So Arthi, did you Yeah, I thought share? I would just, yeah, I thought I'd start off with, you know, what, what actually is mindful eating? We hear a lot about, you know, mindfulness. So mindful eating, what that is, it's about being in the moment um, when you're eating. So slowing down, focusing on your food, often we're multitasking you know we might be grabbing a sandwich on the go or we're eating at our desk which is fine but you might be checking emails you know reading the news scrolling through your phone so it's integrating a little bit more awareness of the food and what you're about to eat um i have to say i've got one terrible vice which is that often if i am about to sit down and eat i often like go and get myself some material to okay. like read or like do something like actually go and get myself a distraction <laughs> which is absolutely that, the opposite yeah well that's i think that's okay but i'll i'll, I'll explain kind of how to do it because yeah. i understand you know people like to maybe have the tv on while they're eating so i'll explain that in a minute but if i go yes. if i explain you know what it kind of the concept of mindful eating so the first thing is you want to try and engage all your senses so you're going to look at the meal and the colours, the visual appeal of the meal. So just taking a moment to appreciate that part of the process of eating. 
the colours, the smell of the food, that's really important as well. Obviously, our, uh, our sense of smell and taste are very linked. So that's really important. So smell it, you know, smelling. And then when you're eating, the actual physical process of eating, so that's chewing your food properly, it's something that we all take for granted. We eat our food, we just wolf it down. We just have, we don't have that awareness of are we chewing it properly? And actually chewing, people forget that is actually the first stage of digestion. In fact, the first stage of digestion is actually when you smell the food and your saliva starts being produced in your mouth. And that is called the cephalic phase of digestion. But anyway, I mean, that's the technical side. So actually chewing properly, that is the first process of digestion. That's really important. Yes. Can I just interrupt? Um, yeah. Um, so I always remember that my mum told me that her mum told me that you should chew your food jalis times, which is 40 times. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've had the chewing the food 40 times. If you've ever tried to do that... It's really hard and you'll get really bored. And no. And then I, my, my son, who is like a notoriously challenging eater on many fronts, my latest game with him is chew your food 30 times because he just like sits there with it in his mouth. And literally by the time he's got to 25, he's like, oh, it's all gone. And he's like really surprised. <laughs> That's good. That's so a good. it's working really well. That's and I actually good. had to share that with his nursery so that they can sort of start using That's that That's interesting. Well. So I think when I've um, read things on this, and if you do it yourself, you'll find on average, most people will chew a biteful around 10 to 15 times. And that is not enough. So 40, if you ever try to chew a piece of food 40 times, you it will, it will, you will just be disintegrating into your mouth but I think around about the 20-25 mark and off, and at the beginning you'll have to think about it and then after that it becomes a bit more habitual so chewing properly is really key and part of um, mindful eating and just overall being conscious of the textures and the taste so that's kind of what mindful eating is about now what is actually happening kind of physically and physiologically and scientifically right so what, what what's happening here when you're eating mindfully is that you are activating the parasympathetic nervous system. So the parasympathetic nervous system is the is not the fight is not the fight or flight state. So this is when your body goes into the rest and digest phase. So what this means is it, when you're in fight or flight, your blood flow is to the muscles so that you can run away from the saber, you know, from the from the tiger back in caveman days. The parasympathetic phase is the rest and digest phase, and your blood flow is going to go to your muscles and your is going to go to your organs. So that's your stomach, your digestive organs. So what this means is, if the blood flow is going to those important digestive organs, you're going to digest the food that you're eating a lot better. It's going to be more efficient, and you're going to be absorbing your nutrients better, and you'll digest your meal better. So, on in general, what people find is when they do start to be more mindful when they're eating. They experience less gastrointestinal problems, so things like reflux, maybe bloating, bloating is another key one. Um, there's that general feeling of like discomfort after eating mm. tends to subside significantly when people start to eat mindfully. And the great thing about that is it's not what you're eating. Of course, that can have an influence. It's how you're eating. Oh, yeah. And I remember, actually, I asked you many months ago if there was, um, when we were preparing for the masterclass, I was like, if there was one thing that you would like all the clients to do, uh, you know, what would it be? And you said, ironically, it's not actually the content, it's how, and it's about them, you know, chewing more and being more mindful when they eat. So I still remember that. Yes. The other thing I wanted to say is about this parasympathetic nervous system, because it's just such an incredible system, isn't it? And I don't know if any of you have had experience of this system. I did when I was doing a special type of breathing, and this was to help me to regain my core after having my son, because everything sort of just fell apart. And I was doing this um, breathing, and I think it was called vacuum breathing, actually 
actually create a sort of vacuum in your stomach. And after I would do that, I just felt really amazing but also like ridiculously relaxed and I was just in a completely different mental state and when I was reading more about what this type of breathing is it's called hyperpressives actually and they talk a lot about how it activates your parasympathetic nervous system so and actually I was going to link that to some of the conversations we had about yoga because what you've said it sounds like it's deep abdominal breathing which is what you also practice in yoga as well and and actually linking that very nicely, some of the breathing in yoga also activates the parasympathetic nervous system because you're, it's also foc- it's, for, it's allowing your body to relax and go into that rest and digest, rest and digest state. And it's a perfect antidote to, you know, this kind of the, the fast pace of life and, you know, the stress. So um, that links so quite cool. nicely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So maybe um, the listeners to this podcast, you can maybe think about a time when you've had some of those feelings. It might be after some exercise, it might be after some yoga, where you you feel like your your brainwaves are almost in a different state and you might feel very relaxed. And that if you've had that feeling, it may well be your parasympathetic nervous system is sort of kicked in. Yeah, it can sometimes, it can, I, I can, yeah, it can also give you that level of clarity as well. Yeah. And feeling like sometimes the clouds have the gray clouds that maybe hang over you, like this level, this heady, this fogginess oh, yeah. is cleared. So that's, that can be, it can be quite nice for that as well. Um, and actually another really interesting thing around mindful eating when I was doing some research on it is they did, they've done some studies where um, there'll be two, two groups and one of the groups is distracted while they're eating. It might be watching TV or, you know, something like that. And the other group are just eating, um, are eating mindfully. And so they haven't got the distractions and they're not multitasking. And what, what, what was really interesting is that those who are eating mindfully ate less food because they're more tuned into kind of their hunger and fullness cues. So when if you're eating, you're watching something, you're not as conscious of how full you're feeling. Um, so I think that's often quite um, a persuasive way of mm-hmm. getting people to eat mindfully if they know they're going to consume less food. And if they're trying to potentially lose weight, it can also be another kind of tool in their toolkit to and it can kind of, you know, motivate them to actually eat more mindfully if they know that, you know, they're going to potentially feel fuller, quicker, consume less calories. But actually, what's, the other thing was really interesting was even at the next meal, the food memory was activated. I had never heard of this. I don't know if this concept appears in positive psychology. It's called the food memory, <laughs> where you remember you have a better recollection of what you've eaten in your past meal. So in the subsequent meal, you eat, you eat less than you would otherwise. Really interesting concept called food memory. Yeah, so Whoa, I thought those were some um, really interesting, interesting science I, around I mindful eating. New concepts. So maybe it's a bit like muscle memory. You can't I think so, yes, memory. I think it's, it sounds like it's related. Mm, interesting. So I think mindful eating, you know, um, and another really interesting thing in practice I've seen with my clients is those that are suffering from digestive complaints, be it bloating or um, anything kind of problematic with the digestion, I often will ask them, you know, kind of what sort of foods do you think are triggering it? But my, my follow-up question often is... Um, do you find that if you're, you know, you're stressed, are your symptoms made worse? And often the answer is yes. If I'm stressed, I do find that my gastrointestinal, my um, digestive complaints are worse. So there is a real clear link between being in a state of, you know, being you yourself being in a state of stress and how well your body is able to digest food. So that's again. Um, I try and encourage my clients to be more mindful about their food. And on that note, we've had different, you know, successes uh, with people, um, you know, adopting some of these practices. And so we often break it down, don't we? And I talk to them about it from a habit perspective and we think about their habits. What, what, let's, let's just think through what you might suggest to somebody who just 
keeps forgetting, you know, too busy and just not managing to make it part of their practice. So my first thing is the one minute rule, try and do it for one minute um, because I think that's very doable for most people. So for example, um, one of the clients, you know, she was, you know, busy, you know, worked in the city and felt like there weren't enough hours in the day. So during her lunch break, she'll grab her food, we'll sit at her desk and we'll continue working while eating and so I sort of said to her literally just for that first minute of your meal of your meal I don't want you to be distracted with anything else and so once you've done it for a minute you sort of you start to maybe see the benefits and you're quite you you find that you're enjoying your meal more so you might then extend it to two minutes so just ba- the Love baby that. the baby steps really, approach really baby step and then the other one that I often have to discuss is even before they get to the minute when we look back on their last fortnight, for example, and they say, well, I actually just kind of forgot that week. So they even need a reminder about the minute. So we try and identify which meal they're more likely to be able to remember for and prepare that they're going to do this. Often it is lunch because that might be the meal that is, you know, free from some, possibly free, free of kids or whatever, and they can just, they're more in their own zone and they're planning various things. They can have a little reminder. And so just starting with one meal where they know that that's the one that on a, on a daily basis is going to be their more mindful meal. And then over time, building it up. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's a good suggestion. I was even going to say putting a little post-it note on your, yeah. your screen saying one minute mindfulness at lunch or something to remind you. Yeah, I have to say myself though, it's, it's, a, it's a bit random. You know, it's when I get an opportunity. So mm. for me, the biggest one is being kid child-free. So not having kids that I'm eating with at the same time. Because I do, wherever possible, I do try, especially around dinner time, because mm. I think it encourages them. Uh, but I don't, I just, I don't really enjoy it as much. So, so that's my personal um, cue. Is like, oh. I think another nice way, actually, I was just thinking is um, even mindfulness when you're having a nice hot drink, because often that's a really soothing, comforting experience. So even being mindful of whatever it might be, your coffee, the smell of the coffee, the enjoyment you're going to get, I don't know, you know, so that's, that can be, you could even practice a bit of mindfulness with your that's lovely. Your hot drink in the morning. Yeah, I love my coffee. Yeah. So yeah, and I think and that's often a real, you know, a real sort of source of enjoyment for most people in the day. There, well, a cup think, of coffee. I or think the food. sort of you know mindful moment for a lot of people is like the hashtag mindful moment is mm. often a co- like a picture of a coffee. Cup. Oh, is it? Okay, because yeah. <laughs> that's their sort of moment. They've yeah. taken time out so for I think themselves. That could be a things. nice. That could be a nice way of integrating mindful eating. Yeah, into lovely. Your daily routine. That's fantastic. Okay, so that's all we've got time for today. Was there anything else that you wanted to add, Arathi? No, brilliant. So, so that concludes our four-part extravaganza on mindfulness, and then finally mindful eating. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this four-part series, and. We we will be progressing with other topics from next week. Uh, Look forward to connecting with you then. Bye-bye.